Holy shit. Oh, you had to take the mask off for that uh. one. Oof. Dude, you're gonna be sauced. You're gonna be sauced. <laughs> wow. From Alda, this is the Protect Your Wild podcast with Colin and Avinash. I'm Colin, and this week I'll tell a story of a an icy legend this time that changed the way we experience the outdoors to... Avinash, that's me. Who will have to answer five key questions. For every question he gets wrong, he's going to have to suffer the consequences. So, Avinash, are you ready to draw from the hat? Honestly, not really, but I guess I have to do it. Yeah, there's some uh, rough ones in here. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, gosh. All right, close your eyes. All of them are the same one. I'm going to flip. What do we got? No way. What do we got? Russia with love. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, guys, for this <laughs> challenge slash uh, punishment, um, it's called Russia with love. There's a vodka called Skull Vodka. Um, it's a hundred proof vodka. And uh, the way we found this was I went to the liquor store with Colin and uh, basically, I asked the cashier lady, "Hey, I have a really interesting <laughs> it question like for you." Rubbing alcohol. <laughs> oh no! Oh my God, dude. Um. So anyway, um, that's a shot glass. Wow. Um. Anyway, so I, I went to the cashier and I said, "Hey, um, I have a weird question for you." And she goes, "Hit me." And I was like, "Okay, uh, what's the worst tasting, cheapest alcohol you have?" And she was like, uh, what do you mean? I'm like, like, what's the shittiest thing ever? And she directed us towards uh, the small section and, and then pointed out Skull Vodka as the one that will probably kill me. So, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, so 100 proof means it's 50% alcohol, um, which is pretty bad. But, uh, I'm not even going to smell well, it. Well, all right, are you going to lock down your, your ski goggles? Are you ready to do this? Yeah, I guess so. Just so you guys know, if you're listening, uh, we felt it appropriate to wear beanies, jackets, and uh, ski goggles. To, like, get in the mood for this next episode. Yeah, it's it's relevant, kind of. Anyway. All right. <laughs> so let's get it going. It's also the afternoon while we're recording this. <laughs> just yeah, just letting you know. 12 o'clock yeah, indoors. It's, it's, it's around noon, so, uh, yeah, I'm about to get... Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the guy told us, he's like, look, two shots and you'll feel it heavy and then you're going to get sauced. But (laughs) let's get into it. If I get blackout (laughs) in the middle of the afternoon. Right. (laughs) That's going to be so bad. So. Okay. September 17th, 1944, Maria and Joseph gave birth to a very large baby during an air raid in Brixen, Italy. Um, You know what air raids are? It's like during World War Two. Yeah, when it's like they bombs. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. They jump in a shelter. So as per reports, Maria did most of the work. Get it? She's the mom. Oh, oh, yeah. Like <laughs> I've never seen <laughs> the opposite. Uh, I don't uh, think that there's recorded history of the opposite happening. Yeah. So this was uh, again in the heat of the Second World War, like I mentioned. And Joseph, the father, was drafted and forced to serve in the German army. Uh, uh-huh along with virtually every man of fighting age in their town. Uh, they named their son Reinhold, meaning wise ruler in German. Um, 
Brixen is a German-speaking town nuzzled in a region of the Alps called the Dolomites uh, in northeast Italy. Ooh, so I they're in that. Italy, but it's a German-speaking town. Okay, interesting. In the Alps. Wow. Um, so Joseph Italians was, who speak German. Yeah, correct. That's very interesting. I wonder what kind of food they eat. Italian food or German food? Hopefully Italian food. I don't know. What if it's German food mixed with Italian food? Like doesn't sound very good. uh, Like a like what's a German food? Bratwurst, right? Like sauce. Bratwurst. What? Bratwurst. Is 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 that what you're saying? Bratwurst. Bratwurst. All right. um, So (laughs) (laughs) mix with some pasta. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, So let's see. Joseph was virtually alone after the war. Um, most men, friends, and family who were soldiers died in the war, and he was deeply troubled, uh, not only by the devastating loss of those people, but also by the moral atrocities that he had witnessed in war. Um, the Dolomites are epic, they're beautiful, and Joseph was drawn to them, using nature to help heal and escape his past. Nice. So when Reinhold was just five years old, Joseph took him up his first mountain, and ever okay. since then, Reinhold and his brother Gunther would climb and explore the peaks in their own backyard. Gunther, I love that name. Yeah, it's actually a really nice name. Like, uh, it seems Gunther. very German, but like, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I do like it. So during their childhood and adolescence, Reinhold and Gunther would go on their own expeditions throughout the mountains. Cool. As they conquered the climbs in the Dolomites, they grew very close to one another and developed a very unique instinct for the Alps and mountaineering. So through trial and error, they learned to track a route they could climb to the peak uh, while standing at the base of a mountain. So, you know, they're evaluating, this is a peak we want to go to, and they're like staring at these rock faces saying like, oh, we could go work our way up left and then you know, see that ridge there. We're going to kind of trek across to the right yeah. of that spot. Honestly, that that's a very, you know, interested skill to have because yeah. uh, we just went out earlier actually to, uh, to some smaller like climbing routes and uh, I was having a hard time, um, mostly because I'm shit at climbing. Uh, but yeah, just navigating it and figuring out where to put my hand and my foot and all that was just like a challenge because yeah. I haven't practiced, but also... Um, it is difficult because you don't know, like, hey, is this slippery or do I have a good grip on it from way down at the bottom? Like, you're just judging it and kind of assuming you're going to make that. Right. And sometimes you don't. <laughs> right. And uh, so, yeah, they also figured out, like, weather patterns in the mountains. Weather conditions can change on a dime. Uh, but they kind of figured out when conditions were becoming too dangerous to climb and... Uh, so with each trip, the, the boys constantly were pushing their limits, um, challenging themselves to more and more difficult climbs. And by just 13 years old, he and his brother built somewhat of a reputation for their abilities in mountaineering. Nice. Um, by the time they were in their 20s, the brothers were world-class climbers and began to do some of the most difficult climbs in the world. It was said by his 20th birthday, Reinhold had, time for our first question, Alrighty. Hope Here you got go. the skull in hand. Um, yep. So by their twentieth birthday, Reinhold had a learned from learned sorry learned immensely from his mistakes, escaping as many as ten near death experiences with his brother. Had B made the first official ascents of over thirty peaks in the Alps, or mm-hmm. C had led over five hundred ascents in the Dolomites 
and identified 700 new routes. So a new route, you can have multiple routes to the same peak, right? Okay. So yeah, just to clarify that a little bit. Um, what was the first one again? The first one is they learned immensely from their mistakes, escaping as many as 10 near-death experiences with his brother while climbing around um, the Dolomites. Okay, so I'm going to say Dolomite ones seem more, more uh, <laughs> likely because that's like his home turf, right? Um, so yeah so the alps just to also clarify the dolomites are in the alps so uh, when I said the alps, that's also okay, the dolomite okay, okay. it's all also. it's all con- the same kind of thing oh wow you really hit me hard um, yeah i just clarified it for you <laughs> fuck um so the first one was what, what was it again <laughs> 10 near-death experiences 10 near-death experiences okay second one was uh he achieved 30 of the highest like first first official ascents or like summits uh-huh. of over 30 peaks in the alps okay and then the third one was is they led over 500 ascents in the dolomites total and Th- identified that's he and his brother yeah well they were climbing partners so they're basically always doing it together this is talking about reinhold uh-huh and his experience but Basically, him and his brother were like glue, so they're always together through these. Oh, okay. okay. So I'll probably so interchange here Gunter there. And um, okay. So great. yeah, five hundred cents in the Dolomites and identified seven hundred new routes. I'm gonna go with. Um, I, I I'm gonna say like the near death things. Um, you're always oh. near death sometimes on like a mountaineering trip. I feel, uh, so I'm gonna say it's probably more than ten. Like ten, 10 sounds like well, such so a to clarify uh, what a near death experience is then think like uh, weather turns and you get stuck out on a mountain overnight and then you oh, wake up oh, and it's like, snowy everywhere or something oh, like, I'm talking yeah, like, like like not like near death like oh a foot f- a foot blew off almost fell there I'm talking near death Fuck. like they got stuck out somewhere or mm. things um, things like that. It happens 10 times and you survive. I'm doubtful. Um, so I'm going to rule out A. Okay. Next is the uh, 30 summits. Right? First, yeah. First, first ascents. ascents of 30 different peaks in the 30. Alps. That seems very viable. Um, but what I'm going to say is C because it just seems more legit. They seem like a pair. They seem like they're, you know, more, you know. Uh, uh, in tune with each, with each other and uh, fuck, Colin, what? you smiled and that kind of gave me. <laughs> oh, I'm smiling. Yeah, well, I'm gonna go and see. All right. Well. Jesus Christ. You got it right. Oh fucking hey. <laughs> yes. Watch your profanity. Yeah. <laughs> wow! 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 Oh, um, thank goodness. Yeah, so you nailed that one. Uh, he and his brother. Skull of vodka. Whew. Yeah, I'm going to be really upset. I'm going to start adding in additional answers to some of these. I only had three for each question, so I might throw in Not, dude. Aside. Two of these shots and I'll be gone. All right. Well, uh, so yeah, him and his brother were <laughs> monsters, man. They led over 500 cents in the Dolomites by their 20s, by the time they hit their 20s, and uh, and identified 700 new routes. It's pretty crazy. Nice. Um, 
So he and his brother were huge advocates of an alpine style of mountaineering, which uses minimal amounts of gear and little to no outside support. So if you think these days of like what Everest expeditions are and stuff like that, yeah, you're thinking teams, you're thinking Sherpas, you're thinking, you know, a bunch of different big base camps, all this waste, all this stuff, right? But yeah. that's not these guys' style. Um, so the that typical style that i just described is also kind of talked about as like a pyramid uh-huh. so if you think about it you have at your foundation you have all this supplies all these equipment all this support they truck all of that up to a first base camp usually there's maybe like five base camps before you have like your last highest one and your summit attempts off of that and you have all this support leading up to a couple people in the end that will actually try to reach the summit does that oh, make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, let's see. So, in July of 1968, Reinhold established a route that would be considered one of the most remarkable climbs for decades to come. So, all winter, he and his brother trained their finger strength on crevices of brick walls at their university. They were in college at this time. Mm-hmm. They would traverse across the wall, crimping the cracks, uh, basically until their hand strength gave out. Um, this prepared them for a line uh, on the Palastro di Mezzo that got increasingly more difficult as they approached the top. So we're talking mountain, this mountain thing that hadn't been done before. Um, so they climbed up the first thousand feet and called it a night. Um, nice. The next day, they faced the crux of this climb, which is a virtually blank slab of limestone um so so you you've climbed before right yeah in, in unreal like rocks uh what what's significant about like uh limestone um so there's a lot of variance even within a certain type of rock with limestone but it's in this case it's less the rock because i imagine the limestone in the dolomites is a lot more hardened than limestone in florida for example yeah, yeah. But uh, what's significant here is that it's a slab. So slab climbing, imagine a virtually blank face, but instead of being vertical, it's at a slight angle. So not overhung, but angled forward, which you would think might make it easier. But in reality, if you blow off and it's angled forward, you're scraping, you call it cheese gratering, right? You're just scraping down the rock face. Ouch. Yeah, so it's it's slab is like, oftentimes considered more risky because you're in ropes either way and if you're in ropes and it's overhung you fall off you're just falling on the air right but in slab you're cheese grating down this rough rock tearing yourself up oh so so yeah it's pretty it's pretty legit um so reinhold uh in rigid soles climbing boots so these are not climbing shoes these are like boot boots um, okay. He set his piton, uh, which is a protection, like a piece of iron. They would hammer into a crevice and then hook their rope into, right? So think old school Yosemite climbing. Yeah. They it, is it basically like a, like a giant needle almost? Like um, a, ha, has an eye at the end and then Yeah, so right. It has an eyelet, like a circle, an opening where you'd yeah. put a carabiner in and then hook your rope through it and then it's like an iron point. So you hammer that and it wedges itself into a crack yeah. until it's very sturdy, right? Okay. Um, so he places... So, 
Weird question. Do you reuse them, or once you put it in, it's done there forever? Um, So this is kind of an old-school style of climbing. Since it was so damaging to the rocks, it's not really done anymore. Oh, okay. I don't believe you reuse them. I'm pretty sure because you're literally hammering it into rocks that you're not getting that bitch out. Okay. Yeah. But another climber can can come use them as well. Right, reusable in that sense, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the piton's not reusable, but you can, like, there's still pitons you'll see hammered into rocks. Yeah, yeah. Today, right? Um, So he hammered in um, his protection, which is the piton, and above him is a 15-foot section of this blank rock had never been climbed or seen by man before, right? This is the first time Reinhold had seen it up close, any of them. So uh, to make things worse, if he were to fall at this section, not only was he cheese gratering down the slab, but he'd be landing on a ledge below, which in this case is, again, bad because it's causing injury. Yeah. You don't. You want to land and get caught by your ropes these days. You don't want to get caught by hard a ledge, rock, yeah. basically. Um so uh, this didn't phase him, though. You know, he's mentally super tough. And uh, slowly and methodically, he made his way up the, the blank face. And here's the next question. Oh, here we go. Um, a, he sent it successfully on the first attempt, which established the first ever 511D in Alpine. So... To explain, a 511D is like a difficulty level of climbing. Mm-hmm. Um, and to put it in perspective, I climb, I've been climbing for a few years. I'm a fit guy and whatever. And indoors, <laughs> I can't climb that. Yeah. <laughs> indoors on plastic, I can't climb that. Wearing climbing shoes, I can't climb that. But um, so the next one, B, he slipped and fell about 10 feet up the slab slammed into the ledge below and shattered his left ankle, but thankfully was, of course, caught by the rope and the piton, preventing him from falling further. Or C, uh, he fell working through the first five feet of the section, but was caught by the piton and unharmed by the fall he'd taken. So his first attempt basically was a failure. Oh. Um, this is tough. All right, so I'm going to say that, like, the fact that, that we're mentioning this story, he didn't make it his first time. Um, so that's why I'm, I'm really out the I first. I feel like poker face through this mask. I feel like, like you can't read me. I'm like... Oh, I can read you very well. <laughs> I, like I can't read you. I like a real book, Colin. Uh, not a very interesting book either. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Disrespectful. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say... Bish way? You stupid. All right, go ahead. All right, so the first one, he didn't make it first try, right? Uh, he, he... that That's but, definitely... I'm, well, I'm, the first answer was that he did make it his yeah, first Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm ruling that one out. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the second one sounds interesting, though, because... He shattered his what? His left ankle. Left ankle? And he cheese grated? Cheese grated. So again, to draw the picture out, you have a slab, right? Yeah. Do I have paper and pen? No, so you no, have no, a slab like, yeah. like this. Yeah. And below, there's a little ledge. Oh, and he landed on the ledge and broke his ankle. Right. So that was, part of, that was the added risk of this climb. Not only is it slab, but 
below it, there's this little ledge, basically. And so, like, as he's climbing, he just, like, fell down? And his piton didn't, like, catch him? or he No, the piton... So, okay, let me try to break this down a little further. So, you have your piton, right? Your yeah. piece of protection. You have your rope. It goes through the piton, right? Yeah. When you climb above that piton... Your rope, you have that length of rope. So when you fall, fall, you're going that length below your last piece of protection. Nice. Does that make Uh, sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Um, That seems like a likely scenario. Um, And the the third one was uh, he falls. It was uneventful, basically. Like, he fell on the first couple moves, so he's only, like, five feet or so up. Um. But yeah, basically, his first attempt got sumped. Had oh. to go back to the drawing board. But no injury. No injury or anything. Um, I'm going to go with the second one. Uh, second he, one. Yeah, he so fell. B yeah, B. slipped and fell 10 feet up, slammed into the ledge below, shattering his ankle. left ankle, yeah. but was caught by Gunther, Gunther and his piton below. Yes. Um, so... You stupid. <laughs> so it's time for your first shot, buddy. All right. There's got to be real shots too. Are so you these... kidding? This is a. This is not even a shot glass, bro. Yeah, it is. It's a shot. So it it seems smaller, right? It probably seems smaller, or does it seem bigger? It seems way bigger. Oh really? Yeah. Well, I think small. It's smaller. Or it feels smaller when holding it because most shot glasses are glass, which is way thicker than a little aluminum thing. Wait, let's see that. Let me see. Let me see. No, 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 no. Where are we filling Sir, it to? that's a half a shot. That's not a half a shot. That's a half a shot. I'm looking at it. I'll fill it. I'll fill your oh, shot. Oh, dude. Oh, my God. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. It has to be proper. At least stop the, stop the fucking line. I Jesus. Am. You didn't. I am. Oh, my goodness. There. That's a shot. That's <sighs> rubbing alcohol, dude. <laughs> that is rubbing alcohol. All right, buddy. I need a chaser, bro. I definitely need a chaser. You get water. Hey, water. Water. <laughs> That's our rule. Soda right here. That's our rule. Uh, water only. God damn. No easy. No easy ways out. I <sighs> gotta be a man. Let's do this. All right. Huh. <sighs> um. Don't. Dude, hey, in kids. German, for Reinhold, Prost. Prost? All right. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it. Oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Might need Whoa. that. Holy oh, shit. Oh, you had to take the mask off for that uh. one. Oof. Dude, you're gonna be sauced. You're gonna be sauced. <laughs> wow. God. Hey, hey, the good news is remember, you got one right. You got one right already. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Hey. hey. Oh. My gosh. <laughs> well done. You held it down. Uh, that is so vile. I mean, it, again, it smells just like rubbing alcohol. Like, I. Wow. Ugh. It's it's terrible. It's Still like Everclear. It so it's bad. like rain alcohol. It's horrible. 
right. Are you back with me? Are you focused then? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good. So the correct answer <clears throat> was actually A. Um, the one I ruled out first? Yeah. <laughs> he's a beast. So Reinhold's a beast. He... You know, you actually baited that question, Colin. How did I bait it? You totally baited that question. What do you mean? <laughs> you let up with the uh, the piton. You let it up with the ledge. You let up with the, the cheese grating, right? Yeah. And then you put that question it's in risky. there. And then you put that answer in there. And, and you put so much detail into it that I thought it was legit. Uh yeah well <laughs> I don't know what to tell you <laughs> you should have been like oh well they were legendary world class climbers at this point so uh, maybe he crushed it shit happens college <laughs> yeah shit will happen later there'll be some shit happening dude I don't feel worry. this alcohol already holy shit goddamn all right so <laughs> anyway Reinhold's a monster dude he sent it successfully his first attempt on site like you know in boots in boots bro. 511D in Alpine. They had already done a thousand feet. They're in altitude. Conditions aren't great. Dude, he's a monster. So, again, to give you perspective, I can climb outdoors, leading successfully, like with no falls, maybe like a 510B. So, you have with each grade, you have 510A, B, C, and D. Mm-hmm. So, he's at 511D. So, it's basically the hardest level of 511 okay and yeah i don't know either way it's it's hard if you don't know climbing but just trust me it's crazy um so this was a an incredible climb from a technical hey put your fucking goggles down dude disrespectful you're disrespecting reinhold not i just didn't feel like wearing goggles my eyes were watering up man (laughs) i want to see those bitches like with a water line coming across from your tears (laughs) Uh, so yeah this was again a technical climb and was incredible from that uh, standpoint but it was not a suffer fest like some of his alpinism that's coming up next Um, so uh, 1953 now alright for the first time in history so this is back in time a little bit from where we're at in Reinhold's life uh, so 1953, for the first time in history, a guy named Herman Buhl, B-U-H-L, Good old Herman. summited Nanga Parbat without supplemental oxygen that has taken the lives of 31 others who attempted it before him. Hey, put that down. All right. Uh, but later in his book, he proclaimed that the southern RuPaul face of this climb was the real challenge that he believed would never be climbed because of how vertical the rock is and the amount of ice and all that stuff. Um, of course, this made it super appetizing to Reinhold and Gunther to conquer. They're like, oh, this legendary guy who was the first one, what, 31 other people died trying this shit, said that's the impossible one? Fuck that guy. We're going to do it. <laughs> like, F that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so Reinhold said his most difficult expeditions were from 1968 to 1970, climaxing in he and Gunther's expedition up the very rock face that was deemed impossible by one of the world's best. In 1970, Reinhold, Gunther, and a German team set out to climb the RuPaul face of Nanga Parbat in Pakistan. Okay. The team worked for 40 days total, 
to attend the summit, setting up five different camps on their way with Reinhold and his brother leading the charge. Ultimately, Reinhold and Gunther were the only to reach the summit. So, think about this. Badass. There were, out of their group, there were multiple people of these like, Germans, right? Yeah, who are legendary climbers. Who were trying, yeah, all these people that were like, yeah, we're signing up for this hardest fucking climb ever mm. with two of the best guys ever. You know, we should all be able to make it kind of thing. And um, Only those two made it. <laughs> only those two made it. So, um, but uh, it wasn't without sacrifice. Uh, the 15,000 foot face is brutal. It's unforgiving. Um, and it's time for our third question. I literally just took a shot. I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> you want to, you want to stall? No, no, it's fine. Let's <laughs> All right. go. If you got some, uh, some asides, but it gets uh, dense after this, there's a lot of good, all right, all right. Lot just, of good let's, let's go. Let's, let's get me litty titty. <laughs> all right, baby. So, uh, the 15,000 foot face is brutal and unforgiving and a, after reaching the summit, as Reinhold and Gunter made their way back down, Gunter got swept away by an avalanche. B, three men on the expedition died in their attempt to reach the summit in an avalanche that also severed their fixed guide ropes that the brothers had set on their way up. Or C, on their descent, Reinhold abandoned his brother, who was delirious in an attempt to complete the descent and get a rescue team to come back and save Gunter. It's getting spicy. Saving Gunter. It's getting um, real spicy. Okay, so I'm going to rule out A. Um, actually, I, I shouldn't rule out things. Really <laughs> yeah, <early>. you're learning. <laughs> learning. You're learning not to rule learning, out things. Learning. That's probably good. So, so A was what? A was after reaching the summit as Reinhold and Gunther made their way back down. Gunther got swept away by an by avalanche. An avalanche. So, so avalanche was mentioned twice. Um, <clears throat> it was. I'm going to say avalanche is definitely a thing in there. But death was also, or wait, was it? So death was also mentioned twice. Or wait, no. Three, no. Died. A band. Okay. All right. Go ahead. So, like, <laughs> walk here, me through here, it. Here's my thought process, right? right. Um, you have an avalanche, right? And yes. <laughs> why are you getting so intense? Don't worry about it. Um, don't worry about it. What do you mean? Don't worry about it. I'm, I'm very worried about it. You're good. Okay. Okay. So, um. I, I think the avalanche thing is probably true because the mountains do that shit all the time. That they do. Yeah. That they do. Um, and the one where he, he like leaves his brother behind I, and, and uh, you know, like kind of uh, goes, descends and then uh, calls for like a rescue, I feel like it's not feasible. You know what I mean? Like that, that seems like a dick move. Well, that's too... Um I mean, not to go against that, but in these mountaineering situations, oftentimes... You're influencing my decision, Colin. I'm just giving you more information to work from. Yeah, last time you did that, I fucking took a shot. Okay, all right, all right. right. (laughs) 
but I'll tell you anyway. So, <laughs> mountaineering, oftentimes when guys climb together, they'll say, if I get into trouble, save yourself. That's, that's like a lot of pact that mountaineering people do because usually if you try at that altitude in the death zone to rescue somebody yourself, you both just end up dead. So, okay. Wait, wait, so, so what was the first one? So the first one, after reaching the summit, uh, as Reinhold and Gunther made their way back down, Gunther got swept away by an avalanche, but not Reinhold. And he's just dead. I didn't say that. I said Gunter got swept away. I mean, it usually kills people. I don't know. Ooh, interesting. But uh, think of this, too. They're also climbing together, so. Oh, so he's tethered. Maybe. <laughs> oh, wait. That's he might hopeful. be tethered. Or, you know what? Uh, Actually, that's that's a really helpful one. The, or the two I might also involve say death. Like, uh, so... Like How would an avalanche? Three other dipshits dying on the, on the thing, and then like the other. the other one where he leaves his brother behind. Doesn't seem like a camaraderie kind of thing to do. Uh, I'm gonna... Again, camaraderie is not exactly a, a mountaineering thing because <laughs> so many people die. Uh, oh, All right, what's going through your head? Think out loud. Oh, okay, okay. Think th- out th- loud. Th- thinking out loud. Thinking out loud. Okay. Um, thinking out loud, um, I'm just thinking that, like, okay, so he's like, save yourself, whatever, um, kind of move. These guys have been climbing for, you know, years and years, right? They know each other's abilities. They know each other's, you know, um, kind of thing. They would save each other, I think. Um, they know, like, hey, rescue's going to take a while, and there's a very good possibility... I I have the ability to save my brother. Um so he he, he it's might not good do mountaineering that. logic. I don't know. I, I would have done it. I I, right. I think yeah, yeah. I, okay, maybe. Okay. Uh the the Fair second enough. option three guys dying on the, the route that, that they sent. Um So think about it. They're climbing, they're leading the way, they're setting these what's called fixed lines, right? Fixed Which, lines, yeah. This thing, it's so that other people are falling in their tracks. Avalanche comes down, wipes out three people behind them, cuts yeah, their lines. Completely. F- I feel like you didn't think about that one at all. <laughs> like, you're so focused on yeah, some other ones. Because the story seems about Gunther and uh, Reinhold, right? Well, yeah, it's about, yeah, of okay, course. Okay. And then the last one is the last the last one is on their dis- wait the abandon his brother one or the what the last option I think you went in reverse order so the last option was A reaching the summit uh Ryan and Gunther made their way back down Gunther got swept away by an avalanche I think that was the one that wait so was left. So- so th- you went in, like, reverse order, so I got confused as to which one's left oh, okay. now. So first option is what? First option is what I just said, is that on their way back down, an avalanche hit, but it just took away Gunter. Gunter got swept away. Okay. And then the second option is what? Three men died on the expedition uh, in an avalanche that were following behind Gunter and Reinhold. And the last one is? The last one was on their descent. Reinhold had to leave his brother, who was delirious from altitude, tried to complete the descent to get a rescue team to go back up for him. 
Okay, I'm gonna rule out the the third one easily. Okay. The reason I say I'm gonna rule out the third one easily is because um, these guys gr- grew up climbing, right? Sure. Um, and you even said while we were out, um, I'm getting used to this thing because my, my ears were popping when we're changing altitudes. Your yours weren't, right? And uh, I just feel like. If you've been climbing your entire life, altitude sickness is not going to affect you that much. That's why, like, Sherpas and shit, that doesn't happen as much. So uh, I'm going to rule out that that one. And then the the story is about Gunther and whatever. And I don't feel that, like he would have abandoned him either. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go with A. A. So after reaching the summit, Reinhold and Gunther made their way back down. Yeah. And Gunther got swept away by an avalanche. By, by an av- avalanche. I'm hoping he didn't die. And that's correct. Oh, what the fuck? No way. <laughs> yeah, you got it. So <laughs> two for three now. That was a hard now. thing. I was so nervous. And I was like, really working my way through it. I was like, yeah. hey, like, what would that guy be thinking? Like, you know, um, you don't abandon your brother. And, and and also, like, if shit happens, you you, did, you didn't say he died, right? He did die. But, yeah, no, oh, I what, didn't say that. What? Oh shit! That's I just, sad. I was just as I that's wrote really it, sad. Oh, okay. I didn't well. say uh, Gunther died, but what I was hoping you get tricked on is like they always climb together. How's an avalanche gonna wipe out one of them and not the other? <laughs> oh, <laughs> which to me logically it's like obvious. So what happened is um, the two were unable to return on the same path that they had come up on. Sazu's uh-huh. getting a little beepy again. If you can hear him, it's all good. Um. So at this point, <clears throat> they're both tired and delirious from the altitude, and they began to de- uh, descend on the west face of the mountain, um, one that they'd never looked at before. So they didn't prepare for this. Um, so they had to spend the night together in a bivic with no food, no water, at 8,000 meters. Um, so that's death, knocking at their door. That's No human can stay at like above that altitude for long. So that's where it's like regardless of how long... Your your how much you're acclimatized to this stuff. Once you get past a certain point, it it fucks people up. Yeah, in a very short time. <clears throat> so, um, Reinhold wrote, "Quote: I was nearly out of my mind, and it was at this point that I fell down and felt my spirit leave my body in a perfectly detached fashion. I watched myself roll down the mountain. Then, summoning up one of one last surge of effort, I forced myself back into my body." I had to get my brother down to safety. So for three days, he helped his brother, who is suffering with aggressive altitude sickness, descend with no food, no water, and near the bottom of the glacier, with safety in sight, Reinholds went forwards to look for a proper route down that he could get Gunther down. And uh, during that time, he saw the avalanche sweep Gunther away and... uh, so, yeah, Reinhold, dehydrated and frostbitten, spent an entire day and night digging desperately, hoping to find his brother alive. Um, but unfortunately, he did not. So, Reinhold finally stumbled to the base of this mountain. Again, this is days later, keep in mind. They've been out there for days, no food, no water, nothing. And so he he got found by some lumberjacks that took him to a village and this was 6 days 144 hours after reaching the summit that he survived in this going hiking down a mountain is that nuts 
Yeah, that's it's it's sad, but like, whoa, he's a monster. Um, so was, I mean, it was a miracle that he survived, and when he was found, he had severe frostbite, of course, leading to the loss of seven of his toes. It was a miracle that he survived, and a testament to his willpower and his ability. Um, but that experience changed the course of his climbing future. Um, following the tragedy, partners of the expedition actually began to accuse Reinhold of choosing to achieve the summit over his brother's safety. Um, so they were kind of blaming him for this whole thing, mm-hmm. which is really shitty. Um, but 34 years later, during an epic heat wave, Gunter's body was actually exposed and discovered at the base of the mountain, which confirmed Reinhold's story to be true. So he's like exonerated of all those accusations. And yeah, he, he loved his brother deeply and lost uh, a part of him that, that That's day. That's very sad. Yeah. Um, so now with just three toes, <laughs> Reinhold's ability in technical climbs was drastically diminished, but that didn't stop him from continuing to push himself in the mountains. His next goal was climbing 8,000-meter peaks without the support of supplemental oxygen, starting with Everest. So this was... Starting with Everest? Starting with Everest, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So this was such unknown territory that they had to test the concept by spending time in a helicopter up at that altitude to see how it impacted his body. So the common thought at the time was basically that you would just die at that altitude without supplemental oxygen. Yeah. There's everybody's just like, no, you can't survive that. But he's like, I'm pretty sure you can. <laughs> Tested it out, and he's like, cool, I guess I can. Um, so once he knew it was possible, it was just a matter of doing it. So uh, in 1978, he and a guy named Peter Habler which uh-huh. was an Austrian climber, set off to summit Everest in May. So again, Reinhold achieved something thought to be impossible, but not without a cost. On the descent, something was clearly going wrong. And this is our next question. Wait, is this in the helicopter? On the descent of Everest. So uh, they already they set off they already, to Everest, right? He made it to the top? Yeah, they made it. Him and Peter made it to the summit. In May. Okay. Uh, and on the descent, again, things went wrong. So, are you ready? Yeah, hit me. <laughs> so, A, Peter began hallucinating and was suffering from acute altitude sickness, similar to what had happened to Gunter. Okay. And had to get out of the death zone immediately, so it was essentially up to Reinhold to figure out what to do. Mm-hmm. B, Mesner, Reinhold Nesler, started to feel sharp pain and began losing his vision. He'd gone snowblind. Or C, Peter felt a sharp pain, began losing his vision, gone temporary snowblind, and again, it's up to Mesner to help him down. Ooh, I should have given you four options on these now. I'm like regretting not, <laughs> not making it harder. Dude, honestly, I, I, I feel that alcohol. Like, do you really? <laughs> I, I legit, I'm, I'm a little tipsy right now. True. Um, I feel a little tingle. And okay, tingle yeah, tingle. Yeah. Did, did, did you say tingle in my pingle? Maybe. Might have said that. Yeah. I, I do feel a tingle in my pingle. Anyway. Um, 
Uh, option number one, what was that? Option number one, it was Peter began hallucinating and was suffering from altitude sickness. Um, and they had to get him down out of the death zone immediately. So up to Reinhold. Option number two. Option number two was Reinhold uh, felt sharp pain. And after that, he started to go snow blind. Okay. And the third one and was... three was Peter felt the sharp pain. And then after that... Wait, wait what was the difference blind. between the third one and the first one? Uh, the first one was Peter got altitude sickness, began hallucinating. The third one was he went snow blind. Snow blind, can't see. Altitude sickness, you're not right. You're screwy in the head. Ooh, interesting. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So, so here, here's my logic here. Okay. Um, I'm going to rule out... <laughs> Reinhold as the guy who gets sick because okay. because here's my because okay he trained at the altitude right yeah training never fails I think well Reinhold again didn't get sick he went snow blind oh Reinhold went snow blind yeah so how that happens is if you take your goggles off a lot oh you oh. go whoop well, well, you go blind. But anyway, blind. yeah. Oh, that's, oh, okay. I mean, just to clarify, but well, it doesn't really change your logic, it sounds like. I still don't think he'd, he'd be that, uh, I don't say foolish, but um, I don't. I, I, he, he's so experienced. Uh, and, yeah. and I mean, and last everything. time he thought he wasn't going to send an 11D, so. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but the more, the more I'm hearing about this guy, he, he sounds so, uh, you know, um, Experience and everything, so I'm gonna say he he's not the, the the one that gets affected with anything. Okay. Then, um, Peter sounds like not like, eh, I don't know. Uh, so so this this like uh altitude sickness. I feel like Peter would have uh, known he would he did he would get that. Um. Well, it was all unknown. This is the first time anybody had tried Anyone's Everest tried it out. without But did, did he train with uh, Reinhold? Um, I actually don't know. I don't believe so. You he, don't believe but so. he was, so he was, though, like, the only reason he tried it is because he was, like, another world-class climber. Climber. He may not have trained with Reinhold, but he was a world-class climber. Ooh, Which is nothing like this had ever been done before. <clears throat> um, I'm going to say... He didn't get that, but I do think Peter might have gotten snow blind. Okay. Um, so my option is C. Okay. Well. Um... Yeah! 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 You stupid. That's us, though. <laughs> so that was wrong. That was uh, wrong. Uh... It was wrong. It was wrong. It was, so. it was Reinhold. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, God, <laughs> we'll I got to take, take a shot. shot. Oh, God damn it. Well, shot uh, number two of Skull Vodka. But you're two out of four. That's that's pretty good. That's the best, I think, correct. Correct ratio, we've yeah, that so we've far. had. Um, I think I'm doing it. It's pretty good. Okay. Should we make the last one be this? Do you think this is worse or better? What? Really just so you know, what I'm holding up is George Dickel Tabasco barrel finished. I, w- I will make that the last shot. If we were eliminate one of the the challenges, which one? The Vegemite. Oh, so I so I just have to no. You not literally that. yes. That's not. I don't even think this is gonna be worse than that. Honestly, dude, that spicy app. It has Tabasco. I don't think it, it is. I don't think it's spicy. It does. Anyway, 
confirming we're at the line. Let me look at it. Let me evaluate. Okay, that is good. I fucked up! If you're not drunk, ladies and gentlemen, uh-huh, get ready it. to get fucked up! <laughs> Let's do it! Oh gosh, I don't know why I blew on it like it's a hot coffee. <laughs> yeah, <you> idiot. <laughs> it's spicy. It's All gonna right. burn. All right, guys. All right. Um, in in, in uh, I don't know how to. In other words, one of my my favorite YouTubers. Be brave. Stay wild. I'm here for you. You know it. Let John. Yeah. All of the alcoholics. We. Why is it so satisfying <laughs> to watch other people suffer? <laughs> Holy shit. That was not fun at all. Oh. Let's go! Hey! 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 Thanks, little John. Appreciate it. Dude, I'm gonna be so lit. What the hell? What was that? That was only your second one. I really hope we get this third one, though. All right. All right, guys. Let's get back to it. We're Let's 50 minutes in, baby. Yeah. Let's keep trucking. So, Reinhold went snow blind. <laughs> Reinhold, no. So, they'd, they'd filmed at the summit, and Reinhold had lifted his goggles just one too many times. Um, so, there's actually real footage of that first summit without oxygen of them, which we'll link to. It's pretty cool. But Peter, on his descent, actually survived a small avalanche losing an ice axe, but he still made it back down to Camp 5, so the highest camp, in an impressive time, far before Reinhold. Um, when Reinhold arrived at camp, that's when they realized what was going on. Uh, so You didn't tell anyone? He, didn't, he wasn't like, yo, Pete. He was on his own. Pete had surged ahead of him on the descent. Reinhold uh, was stumbling down on his own, feeling this pain coming on and being like, what is happening? And oh then he no. loses his vision. No, that's yeah. actually really terrifying. Dude, vision is one of your most like key senses. Yeah. And uh but anyway, so the the two finished the descent together while Reinhold was the driving force on the the climb up. He relied heavily on Peter to con- to complete the journey back down. Um yeah, pretty crazy, but there is some tension actually between them after. I didn't write it out, but <laughs> you doing good? Dude, I'm lit. <laughs> the, the guy was right. Yeah. It's hitting quick, baby. Well, I only had oatmeal. Right, that's Look, true. So we haven't had lunch yet. I haven't had lunch. I had oatmeal like a few hours ago. Yeah, it's it's like one twenty now. You had oatmeal at what? 10? No, 9.30, bro. 9.30, yeah. So, so anyway. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, keep going. So yeah, Peter... Uh, kind of later said some comments about like Reinhold that was like I don't know Reinhold took poorly and they they kind of had a falling out unfortunately yeah cuz he left him behind yeah it was I don't know it was it was, it was kind of tricky that's why I generally left it out but either way so <clears throat> Reinhold would go on to be the first ever to summit all 14 8000 meter peaks that's 26247 feet that's a dick load of feet. Nice. Is this is this a part of the Explorer's Grand Slam? Uh, that is the thing, right? Doing yeah, yeah. All of the eight thousand plus meter peaks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like um, hitting all those top peaks. But he did it successfully without oxygen. That's the one. Yeah, thing. that's actually really impressive. Uh, and was the first basically to send him without oxygen in like all of them. 
Uh, so keep in mind, these mountains take lives each and every year. For example, someone has died on Everest every year since 1978. Um, That's pretty crazy. Uh, so then in 1980, he would challenge himself to a new way through solo climbing. So he summited Everest again without oxygen, but alone. <laughs> like, how crazy is that? Wait, Reinhold? Reinhold did, yeah. He did it on his own. He got snow blind. Yeah, it was temporary. Is temporary thing. Oh, like, oh, it's, it's yeah. a temporary thing. Oh. Right. I thought it's like a permanent. Like yeah. it can't. It depends on severity. I think. Oh. But yeah, luckily for him, is temporary snow blindness. Um. But anyway, he sold it at Everest on his own, and he. I th- I'm pretty sure he even did it in a new route. Oh my god. Um. But yeah, he was inspired by the clean climbing philosophy coming out of Yosemite Valley from figures like Royal Robbins or Yvonne Chouinard. Um. So that meant like respect. You good? Yeah. <laughs> You're just doing weird things over there. Yeah, dude. Not gonna lie. It it it's it's hitting it, it's hitting a lot harder than I expected it to. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stay focused. Okay. So, um, so alone, he said the hardest part is that there's no one to share the fear with. But today, as Everest has gotten more and more popular and completely and utterly trashed, he you know he basically said he even said this in like the two early 2000s like you couldn't pay him to venture up it um for him it's all about the personal challenge wanting to do things that might not be repeated for decades due to the difficulty not really for the legacy of it but doing it for himself um but yeah, that's pretty badass. he has one hell of a legacy too so we're gonna go over some of his achievements uh <laughs> and they're they're just bonkers so the highlights of his climbing career are borderline unbelievable he established numerous first descents and new routes. The more no- noteworthy firsts include that Naga Parbat that we talked about that he barely survived, summoning Everest in all 8,000-plus meter peaks without oxygen, as well as soloing that Naga Parbat climb later. Um, and then he actually did Everest alone after that. Um, from base camp to summit, establishing a new route. So that's doing... That's not doing the traditional, again, this is like Alpine solo style badassery. Yeah. Um, but it goes beyond just climbing. So Mesner also crossed Antarctica, 1,740 miles. He crossed Greenland on foot and the Gobi Desert. Uh, later in his life, he bought a castle for just $30,000, renovated it, and turned it into a museum dedicated to the Dolomites to try to help people feel the same spirit of the mountains that he loved so deeply. So he has a castle. Pretty dope. Um, wow. He also, of course, uh, is a passionate environmentalist. Um, just as, you know, most people who've had such intense experiences in the outdoors like that, uh, it impacted him. And he served on the European Parliament for five years as a member of the Green Party for Italy. Wow. Now his son in his late 20s is taking the baton of mountaineering and through Mesner, and though Mesner has done it all, sorry, he's also seen it all, all the horrors that can happen in the mountains, but still encourages his son to do what he loves. Um, So seeing photos of Everest today is pretty depressing. The spirit of clean alpinism and challenging oneself has been lost on many. Um... All it takes these days is a ton of resources to summit Everest, supported by teams, tons of gear, 
Um, it's become nothing more than a bucket list item to some. Others continue to push the sport forwards in the way that Reinhold would be proud of, challenging themselves to push the limits with each new venture. The only person as groundbreaking in the world of climbing today would be like Honold's free solo climb in the Yosemite Valley. So the only comparison, like think about how crazy free solo was. Yeah. Reinhold was like that for mountaineering, doing crazy first stuff that nobody thought possible. Yeah. Um, Insane. So as Reinhold put it, uh, descending a mountain is like coming back to life. Above a certain height, there's no water. There's no oxygen. Just to breathe and to be alive is difficult. But below, there's flowing water. There's the sound of birds, the warmth of the sun. So you've been reborn, but this time you conquered your life back into existence. Pretty neat, right? Yeah, that's, very deep. That's very, Reinhold. very, very Reinhold's not very dead deep. yet, by the way. He's still alive. Oh, wow, what? Yeah. No way, what a legend. Yeah. That's pretty badass, not going to lie. Yeah, absolutely. So we got our action things. We got some really cool film footage of Reinhold and Peter's Summit on Everest, the original film from that. We'll be posting links to, as well as books that Reinhold has written. He's written a ton of books on mountaineering and his experiences. Uh, One in particular that we're going to highlight, My Life at the Limits, Legends and Lore. Pretty cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what's coming next, right? Yeah, another question. Our Dude, free response I, review I'm a, question. I don't know if you've been observing me, Colin. <laughs> You're acting a little silly. You're I'm little acting really freaking there. weird because <laughs> I'm, like, properly lit right now. <laughs> like, when I say properly lit, like, I feel like I went, I went out, like, <laughs> like, I had a party. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, dude, 100, 100 Proof is um, something else, but also... The taste of this vodka. Is it really? Because it it's, smells it's, just like rubbing alcohol it, to me. It literally feels like I, I drank rubbing alcohol. Like a, little, a little swig. Just see what you're going through real quick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're choking up oh. a little? Oh, yeah. Oh. I took a whole shot of that. Oh, yeah. That was such a small swig, too. And I feel the burn going down. Yes, yes. Oh. It's it's literally fire going oh, down. baby. It's It's... It's you know it's poison. Oh, God, your body, it still sucks. your body literally identifies it as poison. Yeah, which is which is terrible. Like, yeah, yep, yep, yep. That's yeah. pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> all right, so ready for your question? Yeah, I am. Who was the first person to ever summit Nanga? Oh motherfucker! Oh Jesus! I think it's a, it's an Indian guy, right? Or a Nepalese guy, probably. I don't think I said that where he's from at all. But his name, his name gave it away. Um, right, his name is all I'm looking for here. <sighs> and also, um, yeah. Well, I don't know. Let's see. What are your what, what are your thoughts? Do you have any ideas? Is it just gonna be a total guess? Uh I'm gonna start pouring. I'm gonna say (laughs) Teddy Roosevelt and go with that. All right, right on. That's wrong, but all right. It was Herman Boole. Oh, I remember saying Herman too. Fuck. (laughs) Well, (laughs) here we go. Thumbs up, baby boy. Hit the line right. Yeah. 
Let me see. That Fuck. looked a God little low. That looked, that looked a little low. low. All right, now you good. Go, go, go. Just the way you tilted it. Oh, maybe. I don't know. All right, All right guys. You're gonna. You, yeah. All right. Cool, cool, cool. cool. Colin can already see I'm. I'm probably more drink <laughs> drunk than I should be. Um, and and. Uh, well, I don't know. Some ones I have left. I'm not stoked on. I got a fifty. All right. Well, you'll just have to watch the next yeah, episode to see keep, what happens. Keep, stay, stay, stay uh, tuned for the next episode. Actually, um, you're gonna really enjoy it. Um, yeah, yeah. The punishments are either gonna be kind of disgusting or really, really fucking painful for Colin for like the next few days, days. Actually. Um, and uh, all right, take your shot. Yeah, all right, stop stalling. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I really was. All right, cool. Thanks. Uh, you gonna play some hype music or not? Oh like, yeah, let dang, me get. You I want some tunes? Yeah, yeah. Let's get, let's I'll get, get some tunes. Let's get them. Hey, 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 all right, let's do some. We love Patron. We Does that taste like Patron? No. Everybody is on. I timed that really poorly. As I really should have had the shots, shots, shots part, like while you're taking the shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not after the shot. Holy crap! Okay. Dude. Uh, oh. No. He's I'm a champ. Look to the bucket. <laughs> and then he did. And he did a chest pound. Yeah, um, I'm I'm a man, man. <laughs> All right. Um, well, what do you, you think? Like what do you think? Did we ask about like like what do you think of his story and stuff? Um, some thoughts. My overall thoughts on Ryan Olmezer. Right. Um, badass. Total. For sure. Badass. Um, you know, summited some peaks that you know uh, haven't been summited b- before. But also, I think um, out of anyone who who would have done it, I think it would have been him. Uh, the reason I say that is because he grew up in the Dolomites, right? Yeah. You know? You expect a mountain man, a mountain baby, to do those kind of shits, you know? Yeah. This, so, this guy looks like a fucking lion, too, by the way. He, he does. Has big, burly oh, man and beard. Um, that, that's what you need, though, right? So, so the thing is, I, I think um, genetics and, um, like... I don't want to say evolution. Look at his mane of hair on this. Oh, yeah, yeah. What a hairy man. But it does does take a hairy man to do this kind of thing, you know? Um, He also doesn't look like a a, a wimp. He he looks like a real man's man, you know? He's built. Yeah. Look at his fingers. Look at his hands. Right? He's got big man hands. Yeah, exactly. So so I think um, definitely... Let's give some respect to his brother. Sorry. Oh yeah, Gunther too. Yeah. So here's Gunther over here. Exactly. Reinhold with the beard. Um, it definitely took like a generation of getting used to the altitude, to some of these peaks, and he was the guy to do it, and I think that's pretty good. So that's what my take on it. Cool. Um, I think he he definitely set a um standard. I don't think it'll take that many generations, right? So like, let's say I'm I move to the mountains. And from there, marry some lady from the mountains as well. And we have kids. I think they'll be able to achieve those kind of uh, feats. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But um, that those are my thoughts. I'm actually really lit now. Like, really freaking <laughs> yeah, lit. Yeah, you're rambling. I am. Oh, my gosh. Um, so that kind of, I want to say, wraps up our episode on Reinhold Mesner, or Messer, right? Messner. I'm mispronouncing those names Um, but either way if you like these episodes you like these challenges um, 
be sure to give us a like, comment, subscribe, um, and, and review. Review, yeah, I forgot about that <laughs> actually. Um, so make sure you do those things and you know, slam on the table, less there, drunk boy. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> Colin's having a great time. He's like, I'm yeah, look at me, like look at me, pledge right master. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, follow us on Instagram at Out the Lifestyle. Check out if you want to learn more about these stories. Our blog on OutTheLifestyle.com. We're gonna have some more deeds. We got links to cool stuff about these people in the show notes for you to check out. And finally, be sure to subscribe to our email list. I hit you with four things every Friday that have to do with the outdoors, dope articles, peoples, hikes, whatever's. I feel like sharing. This is and uh, am I forgetting something? You're forgetting. Protect your wild. Let's go. (laughs) Dude, I'm so lit.